0: Hey Horace, give us three shots of your best bourbon And have that Russian waiter I like bring it over
1: Hello, hello, hello My name is Russian Tim And I'm the host of weekly punk rock radio show Called Rocket From Russia Tune into CITR 101.9 FM Every Thursday from 10 to 11 AM And you can also find the podcast On CITR.ca iTunes and my blog RocketFromRussia.tumblr.com Hello, hello, hello! You're listening to the radio station CITR, and this is weekly punk rock radio show, Rocket from Russia, broadcasting live from the University of British, Columbia, Canada, UBC, that's the acronym, I think that's the right word. My name is Russian Tim, welcome to the program, my friends, and happy 2015 New Year, I'm back live on air after a couple of weeks of Christmas break, but... Things still going, still going, still playing some punk rock music for you Uh, To start off the year, I have prepared for you two very exciting, uh, in my opinion, interviews Uh, Today, uh, no, let's start with the next week Next week I will play you my interview with Chuck Reagan of uh, Hot Water Music And now he performs as a solo artist And today I will play you my interview with a band called Toys That Kill um, uh, Toys That Kill and Recess Records Todd who is the main guy in uh, Toys That Kill and he also Runs um, Recess Records and um I talked to the whole band so everybody contributed a little bit to the interview and today on the show I will play you four parts of this interview Uh, ended up being a very exciting conversation I'm really really excited to share that with you hopefully you will enjoy that as much as we did uh, talking to each other I started off the show with a song by the band called FYP Uh, This is the band which was before Toys That Kill. Uh, Todd, uh, who plays in Toys That Kill, he was, uh, he created the band FYP in the late 80s. And that was a song from their latest album, which also gave the band, uh, gave the name to the new band, uh, Toys That Kill. So the album was called Toys That Kill. Very good logic. I think I'm kind of confused myself as well. FYP, uh, that was a song called Don't Have Another One, uh, their uh, studio album. Uh, Alright, my friends, Uh, if you're not familiar with Toys That Kill, they played a show in Vancouver at the Korean Hall with Joyce Manor, and they played it on December, I believe it was 16th, pretty much almost... Excuse me, uh, a month ago. And if you're not very familiar with them, let's check out a couple of tracks by Toys That Kill, so you can fall in love with them in the first place, and then hear our conversation. Um, let's do it. Let's uh, let's play some songs, and I would like to start with a song, uh, one of my favorite songs by Toys That Kill, um, that's called Bomb Sniffing Dogs. Let's check it out. You're listening to Rocket from Russia on CITR. This is Toys That Kill.
2: Bomb sniffing dogs at my door. My rabbit's foot was there.
3: hear you hear you this is sean cole from toys that kill and you're all listening to rocket from russia on citr 101.9 fm in vancouver british columbia canada y'all a bunch of
2: dildos
1: Hello, hello, you're listening to Rocket from Russia, happy 2015, and this is weekly punk rock radio show, yes, as I said, Rocket from Russia, and I'm playing some punk rock music for your listening punk rock uh, pleasure. Uh, As I said today on the show, my interview with a band uh, called Toys That Kill, and we heard a couple of songs by the same artist, the same band very very logical Uh, the opening track was called Bomb Sniffing Dogs and that was from their second last studio album called Shanked and then the last song um, second song was called Waltz One Million that was from their last studio album uh, Family 42 all their releases came out on the record label called Recess Records that's pretty much the record label which is owned by Todd who is the singer in FYP and Toys That Kill and the mega uh, person behind Behind them, no the whole Toys That Kill uh, ensemble. Uh, let's check out their brand, oh sorry, let's check out the first part of their interview and that uh, the focus of the first part uh, was uh, on their brand new 7-inch um, and uh, which they released at a band called Joyce Manor and a little bit about the tour because they came over to play in Vancouver with Joyce Manor, so I was curious how this whole, this whole relationship and friendship and this 7-inch came about Let's check it out, this is my first part of the interview of Toys That Kill, you You're listening to Rocket from Russia on CITR 101.9 FM. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I'm extremely excited to talk to you and see you, and I'm glad that you made it in the country. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia,
4: Canada. Thank Thank you very much. Thank
1: you for having us. You're on tour with Joyce Manor, and your brand new Split 7-H came out last week on Recess Records. Toys That Kill is a legendary band that has been around for years. Joyce Manor, relatively new band. Could you please tell the story how you met together and how the idea of playing together on tour and 7-inch came, came about?
4: They, uh, we've known them forever, just before they... We've known Barry for a long time, like Barry used to come to like our shows and um, he he would always try to get his band English Work Standard on shows and then one one day we got him on a show and they were under 21 and their fans were under 21 and it was at a bar and so They were pretty much kind of playing outside to all these people like moshing. What show was that? That was at Harold's. I forgot which band played, but it was. uh, That's that was kind of like one of my early memories of Barry. Is like this band sounds like a skinhead band, but this guy's not (laughs) like that, you know. And there's all these kids like jumping around outside they really want to see his band and then so you know (laughs) ever since then so we just always been in touch and and they they've been asking us to do a tour for a while we just never been able to hook up you know commit to do it and this one just sounded like perfect because it's west coast it's short (laughs) do it short and easy short and easy except getting into Canada
5: except (laughs) getting (laughs) into (laughs) Canada fuck we could like we're at the border patrol for like two and a half hours
0: what did they want
5: they wanted our, our drugs weed that we didn't have
0: they <laughs> wanted to know why our RV reeked of weed <laughs> <laughs> were, yeah. we're
5: like we're not we're not that stupid to bring
0: weed across the border
5: <laughs> not that stupid <laughs> <laughs> close but very not. close <laughs> but.
1: the brand new split seven inches with Joyce Manor it features two brand new trunks times we can't let go and guided by voices cover of I'm Decided could you please tell the story behind those tracks All oh, those are the tracks from the family 42 session leftovers or is this brand new specifically written for this specific
4: like for that like pretty much like the um, times we can't let go is like fairly new song that I've had f- for a while um it was just kind of a song like we have enough songs to do a new album so that was like one of them and figured the cover would be good too you know so yeah yeah
0: <laughs> like we all collectively like guided by voices a lot so yeah so that was the obvious obvious choice
4: like even both bands too so i was like oh that's that's kind of like a you know what do you call it no-brainer a no-brainer! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Split 7-inch has a uh, drawing of John McEnroy on the cover. Before the release was announced, you had a small contest throughout your Instagram page. Uh, you posted the picture of the the g- 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 John McEnroy and the first person to guess which release was it meant for got a free copy. Did anybody guess in time and why Mr. McEnroy was chosen for the cover art? <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, for one thing I think I did that late night the Instagram thing and um, I didn't mean for it to be a contest I just figured that somebody would look at that going that's really not going to be a cover come on it's like something I just drew on on an iPad and um, I had a, I had this really sloppily designed cover because I had to do it real fast because it was kind of a last minute idea to do the, the 7 inch for the tour and I sent a, I sent a, like a, a, over text, I sent one to, to Barry from Joyce Manor and he was like, that kind of looks too serious. Why don't you just do one of your crappy drawings? And he liked that. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I sent it to him like, just like, Oh, like this, like not thinking he'd be like, well, okay, let's go with the other one. And he was like, Oh my God, that's perfect. So that's how that came about. And then uh, Mr. McEnroy um was he like a
1: specific hero or just that was just no that? i just
4: have a bunch of things where i draw on like just famous people and make them look sillier than they they really are and, uh-huh. and that he's was,
0: silly as shit, he, that, that, uh, McEnroe, that, uh, boot, yeah that's yeah, my that's uncle just, yeah. Yeah.
1: That <laughs> i got
4: it as fast I, as soon as yeah. i saw that i was like <laughs> represent <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's silly no this is brilliant yeah this is good i he's, feel like he's home. kind of a dick though you could right he's, he a dick? He's, he's, yeah you can have a mixed feelings right. about this well, i want you to confirm that because you you know that you know him personally yeah so. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> you know like facebook friend when you're not really friends but
1: on facebook same same story yeah, yeah, okay, okay, cool. in the days
2: you never know
1: Hello, hello. You're listening to the r- r- radio station CIT on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is weekly punk rock radio show Rocket from Russia, and today I'm playing you Toys That Kill, and my interview with that fantastic, phenomenal, beautiful band. Uh, we heard uh, brand two brand new songs from Toys That Kill, which came out in December on their split 7-inch uh, with Joyce Manor. The opening track was Times We Can't Let Go. This is that new track which Todd uh, talked about, and the second one was that but guided by voices cover uh, I am decided all right, let's move on. Let's move on to the second part of my conversation with Toys That Kill. We talked a little bit about the status of their brand new album. We will hear where they add that. Uh, also, I talked. we talked a little bit about uh, Todd's uh, brand new solo and just in general solo records. And a little bit about the most recent um, releases on Recess Records. As I said, Todd uh, runs uh, this fantastic, phenomenal record label. All right, let's start. This is part two. Of my conversation that the fantastic band Toys That Kill from San Pedro in United States of America. Rocket from Russia on the air. You mentioned that the brand new album, and I heard that you're working on the new studio album. Could you please tell what stage are you at? Um, is there a timeline?
4: We haven't really started. Like we no. There's no timeline. I can't tell you, we can't tell you nothing. It could, it could all
0: happen on <laughs> a weekend if we wanted. Yeah, it's like one of those things
4: where. Studio is his garage. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: Clown sound. Yeah. Yes.
5: Clown sound. So he could just call call us up any day and be like come over at six today and we'll record some songs.
4: And we we'll we definitely really do it. we're we're pretty much ready any day uh-huh. that we're we just got we're we just pretty much wrapping up a Candyland record so it's like I don't want to be doing two things at once uh-huh. either so it's like that's Oh, okay I guess that that makes it yeah. that all makes sense yeah but but it's like it's so easy <laughs> to like you know just. All right, that's done. And then let's just, all we have to do is start. You know, like, there's nothing holding us back to. But I, I it's fun taking our time, too. Like, yeah. that's like part of the joy of it. It's like, we don't, we have, no one's breathing down our neck. We don't ever have a deadline. There's nobody saying, you have to have a, you haven't had a record in three years. So. Well, the last one took eight years. So, <laughs> did it take that long? Eight? Six. Uh, six, probably, nine. yeah, six. So,
0: have to yeah. exaggerate for podcast effect. I would no, just for my own. Yeah. No, yes, no, it's, I'm it's, how much older
1: <laughs> <laughs> majority of your time is focused on Recess Records and Toys That Kill but like you mentioned you're involved in Underground Railroad to Candyland and Stone at Heart uh, so Todd you don't really have a shortage of bands where you use the songs which didn't make for Toys That Kill so you can use it with the other bands you recently released a second studio album Ride the Wrong Side could you please tell how you picked the songs for for your solo material
4: it's it's like the ones that, like I send to uh, all these guys and they never write me back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> all right. well Is that what it is? I'll show them. Shit, I'm, gonna write a song. I'm gonna write a solo record. <laughs> <laughs> well, It'd be fucking easy.
4: <laughs> I think I think a lot of them could still go to like I. It's like one of those things where I never really plan on doing a solo record. Kind of just like. I have a bunch like these songs that are not really being used and then somebody asked something like, like this time it was like Aaron from Lauren Records and, um, and I kind of felt like oh, I don't want you to get stuck with them so I'll help you release it too so it was, you know.
1: Let's talk a little bit about Recess Records. Originally the next question was supposed to be hey let's talk a little bit about the brand new releases but then I looked it up. It was, I was amazed. You released Raging Nathans, Languas Largas, White Murder, The Treasure Fleet, The Audacity 7-inch, your solo album, Off of Their Heads and Discharge Split re-release, the compilation Viva La Silent Era, and obviously The Dwarfs. This is a lot of records for an uh, independent um, record label. IU uh, IU and Recess Records at this point, then at this b- moment you don't really have to wait for the previous release to sell, so you have money to go to release a brand new
4: Uh, Yeah, well, I can't wait like that because then everybody gets mad and or or more mad than they actually are when it doesn't come out on time. So it's like it's usually a schedule, and if the previous release didn't sell and make its money back, which is every previous release pretty much, you know, besides a couple bands, like it's it's one of those things where almost every release loses money for the first at least the first few years, you know, and then I just you know I just I'm just smarter with. Spacing stuff out and saving money and not not blowing it on stupid things. So, but yeah, I, d- I definitely don't wait. Helps like, to record at home. Yeah, that's like the big thing. We don't really. It's a lot of money
0: to uh-huh. to record records like in big studios. Or... Like I,
4: I spend a lot on equipment, but like to record with. <laughs> but if you think about how much it costs to really record a record, it's like usually five grand or something. Mm. That's like average. that's program. cheap as shit yeah too, you know? it's like... so it's you know, uh-huh. makes... uh,
1: when I talk to people who put out records I always like to ask the question uh, for key and bigger releases uh, recess records you pick uh, vinyl CD and digital download format um, you know the independent record industry is in, in a little bit an interesting stage vinyl cds all those different sales how does that work for you in terms of uh sales between different formats
4: um cds don't sell they don't sell at all um for every 10 uh for every 40 lps i'll sell a cd for for the average band and then there's some bands that sell more like a lot of bands don't sell too many downloads but there's some bands that sell a lot of downloads like more than Vinyl, you and know, why like, do you
1: think is that like for specific band, specific just, type? I don't know.
4: I can't explain it. I don't. I'm not. I'm not doing research like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not like asking people like, "What age are you?" and <laughs> "What do you drink? Coke or Pepsi?" I just. I have no fucking clue. Like, I, I would don't imagine know I'm like cool. CDs aren't.
0: They're just not as fun, and that, and that like you could get like MP3s like like that and like Spotify stuff. So like the LP has got a collectible quality to it. And then, even a cassette has a kitschy quality to it. Like, oh, my mom listened to this in the 80s. Like, this is fun. You know, and the CDs are just kind of, what's the point? Like, I don't... Why should I put a CD in my computer? Uh-huh. Or, like, you know, let's face it, people listen to music on their computer, you know? So yeah, I mean?
4: Right. Yeah, it's like a digital... Like, CD's, like, digital. Mm-hmm. It's eventually going to go to your iPod. Yeah. So, like, some people just want it instantly, which I think is a great <laughs> thing to be able to hear about
0: a record and instantly get it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But weren't people... For a sec, putting CDs with the vinyl,
4: yeah, that was like a thing. They still yeah, do. Yeah, they, they still free do.
0: well, downloads, free download code. Yeah.
4: Well, Joyce Manor's new album does that, and like. But no download code. I think it's just the CD instead. Because the thing is, you get you don't you get to rip it the way you want to rip it. That's the advantage. Right. Like you, because some people do complain about CD quality, like when you get a free download, like. Oh yeah. Oh, I've gotten that too, but then I'm starting to do like, you know, to where you could choose, you know.
1: Hello you are listening to the radio station CITR 101.9 FM or citr.ca available through the thing called internet on the website great Uh, We just heard a solo track from Todd's album, which came out uh, this last year already. uh, Ride with the Wrong Side, and that was a song called Sneeze. So according to the interview, that was one of the tracks which he sent to the guys, and they never replied to him. And he decided to include it in his solo record, which came out uh, this year on uh, Recess and Lauren Records. Uh, Let's talk a little bit. I'll uh, explain tell a little bit of uh, pre-story uh, of what we will talk in the next part of the interview. This summer um, a guy named uh, Joe Steinhardt uh, who is the owner of uh, Don Giovanni Records he um, uh, wrote an open letter and asking uh, Todd and Recess Records and Mike Park and Asian Man Records to drop off uh, the bands The Queers and Screech and Weasel uh, so that was you know that kind of led to a lot of reaction in the punk rock world lots of people have been talking about it there was a lot of uh, fuzz on the internet about that and um, I decided to ask uh, Todd if it will be okay to talk a little bit about this situation and he said that would be absolutely fine he said that he never talked about it. About this uh, situation in uh, public So that will be the first uh, time He will be explaining his opinion um, About this situation If you're not familiar with the situation I would like to read you the first uh, Original post which uh, the open letter which started this whole uh, thing and uh, Joe from Giovanni Records and I'll just uh, read you the post He's, uh, he posted I think on his Facebook page or something like that. Forget the Ice Bucket Challenge, I challenged two labels, Recess Records and Asian Man Records to completely with sexist, racist and homophobic punk bands like The Queers and Screeching Weasel. It is ridiculous that anyone legitimate would be working with them to release their music after the long term pattern uh, note not isolated incidents of sexist, racist and homophobic crap they spew online and offline. Mike and Todd, you can do better. Mike, the, the things Joe Queer writes on his Facebook and says at shows goes completely against your mission working with bands that are anti-racist, anti-sexist, anti-prejudice and who support the ideas of peace and unity. Uh, that had always been one of the most inspiring aspects of your label. And Todd, Scrooge and Weasel's current behavior goes far beyond shock punk or whatever the hell he think it is. So that was the original statement. So pretty much Joe from Don't do you Records challenged uh, Mike Park and Todd um, to drop off those uh, those uh, acts from the uh, from the roster of the record label. When I saw that, I kind of really didn't really get it and re- didn't really grieve at this point because. Um, I will you will hear and I expressed my opinion on that in the interview you will hear very soon but after I talked to Todd and then something we talked discussed a little bit off the microphone I'm completely on their side and I don't really agree with this open letter anyways that was a little bit of pre-story so I just wanted to give you an idea what we will talk in the next 7 minutes about so let's check it out this is the whole story about Don Giovanni and Todd explains his opinion and his views on this whole story earlier this year draw from don giovanni records challenged you to drop the queers and the screeching weasel records from the catalog uh the f- that led to a lot of reaction on the internet well, he challenged
4: asian man to drop the queers and you to drop me the... to drop oh, okay music. okay it okay like a separate seven things calling the two people mm-hmm. out you know? yeah okay uh, when i first heard it to me i looked
1: at it like a lot of people looked at it from like you know mm-hmm. that punk mentality thing i looked at it from the solid business perspective i bet that you know screeching weasels is one of your best sellers and why would anybody who sells records for money would drop off their best seller well
4: the, not just it wasn't that at all it was it was um why should i drop somebody because some asshole has a crabby night and wakes up one morning and decides that that's a good idea to to do something that's as complete <coughs> another bullshit like that, you know. Like I don't tell people how to run their business. He doesn't. He doesn't know Ben Weasel. He seems to claim that um, the whole thing he like made up, uh, like he was sexist or something like that. And Ben was like, "Find it, you know. Show me the evidence." <laughs> and he finally just came back and he's like, "You know, it was because you hit that girl on stage four years ago." But in between the four years, he's contacting him about doing shows. He's like oh, so why was he why was why were you contacting him about doing shows and other, other stuff for your label or whatever you were you're trying to contact him for if you thought he was so bad that I have to drop him from my from my business like yeah. I mean to even talk about it is crazy like I mean the guy's a joke everybody knows that people the bands on his label I feel like know that he's a joke he's a joke so
0: I think people like get on the internet and I think what it boils down to Like, whether it be, like, trolling or whatever kind of negative person you could be on the internet, you would, like, witch hunt, whatever. So easy to just, like, type something out. And there's a lot of cowardice, like, I think, involved in that type of attack. And, you know... The the, the, the dude
4: bought Facebook ads, like, five minutes after it went viral. And he's just like, I just... I'm sorry. He's writing me emails saying, I'm sorry, I didn't know it was going to go viral like this. And then right after the apology, he starts buying Facebook ads you know, for Don Giovanni is like this ridiculous Facebook ad saying the new and true, only true alternative, like just something cheesy. Um, and it's like the whole thing, the whole time he's forgetting that he's never met this guy that he's calling inflammatory things that were totally, totally untrue. And I could, I I could, I could sit there and tell him, I didn't tell him any of this, but like, as far as business practices go, he's the most, Ben Weasel is the most fairest, like, like, truth, like he he includes me in things that he doesn't have to include me in, just just for the fact that he thinks it's a fair business practice. So as far as, like business practices go, he's one of the fairest that I work with. And yes, he does bring in a lot of money. Why would I drop? Why would I drop somebody like that? I don't th- I don't think he's immoral or anything that they're they're creating. I I actually know him, and I don't think he is. It's like you could call him an asshole all day long. That's fine. He likes it. He he he'll admit that. There was a song about it. <laughs> you know and whatever the case with with joe queer i like i'm you know i'm not doing his record so i'm not going to answer i'm not going to talk you know for mike park but it's you know it's like i think you have to kind of know somebody to like make something outrageous like that and if you don't it just follows under like our society right now it's like kardashian culture where everything has to be dramatic. You're not going to get publicity unless you do something totally dramatic and stupid. And that's what that was, and it's like he got tons of publicity over that, and he knows it, and he just sits there and laughs about it and thinks it's, and you know, and like if 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 all these people that supported him really knew how this guy was, they would they would lose their shit. If they're like so sensitive about certain things, they would they would hate this fucking guy. So it's like, so fuck him.
5: Um, fuck the border, too. <laughs> well, my first thing on it was, like, okay, John Don Giovanni said that stuff. Like, doesn't he know Todd put out the dwarves?
4: Yeah. <laughs> like, like <laughs> those, like, craziest
5: fucking sexes, like, age, like, everything. Well. Teenage women and free cocaine, like... <laughs> That's the kind
4: of records we put out over here. But I, don't even think I,
2: don't
5: even, I
4: don't even think that's sexist. Like that's the thing is people people will say the dwarves are sexist, and that's fine. That's a fine opinion or whatever. Yeah. I don't think it is.
5: Like there's an artistic he,
0: license too. He I mean.
4: pays. I mean,
5: we. Well, go, I mean, I know. I you know, I know Black too. You know, I know how he is. But like the persona of the band is yeah, like yeah. this. Evil fucking well, thing, it's,
4: you know? but it's like it's like on a personal level, we all know we're not racist, sexist, or homophobic. Yeah. We've been f- actually physically fighting over it for the last twenty something years. <laughs> yeah. Like that shows, like this has actually happened. We know this for a fact, yeah, right?
5: Yeah,
4: exactly. That's that's like it kind of it kind of falls under that category. It's like w- like I don't think that the dwarves are sexist, and I wouldn't want to deal with anybody that I know is they like would, total totally, totally sexist. Like that's that's that would be stupid. It's like. Yeah. Of course. It's like, why would I want to align myself? I think it's art. It's, that's just the way it is. It's You don't have to agree with me, but you can't challenge me to something like that.
0: It's like, like Gigi that. Allen. You know I mean? That guy's so in, out of the... Like, insane. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost... It's like performance art. Like, whether you are disgusted by it or not, you know? It's like... Yeah. You know, it's not like he's... These fucking bands are forming these, like, hate groups or something. You know what I mean? It's like... and they're not. It's not political in that way, you know? It's like...
2: People well I remember. I know
4: I know three people I'm not going to mention them. I know three people that work with that record label that are complete disgusting predators. Like I mean I'm I'm talking like molestation type shit, you know? Like actually going out the real creeps. He he works with them and nobody's telling him to like they don't work with this guy anymore. Like there's proof. <laughs> there's proof that this guy did this. You know and it's just like Like people in bands, if you're going to do a background check on every member of every band, nobody's going to be able to listen to music anymore. (laughs) Like nobody's going to be able to like enjoy a a conversation anymore. No, like it's like, let's just all stop talking to each other because this dildo out in New Jersey, like (laughs) thinks this certain way, you know? And it's like, like he, he lucked into something to where he's just like, oh, now I'm going to stand up for this. And it's, he's never been like that. So it's like, like it wasn't just the fact that somebody did that; it was the fact that he did that. Oh. Like that was like the most like annoying, disgusting thing about it. It's Like, really, you're the one that's gonna say this, motherfucker. So, but I'm not bitter.
0: <laughs> just the border. <laughs> just the border. Border, the border bitter. Got yeah, border bitter. <laughs>
1: Hello, hello! You are listening to the radio station CITR. This is weekly punk rock radio show, Rocket from Russia, and we heard the part three of my conversation with Toys That Kill. And Todd expressed his opinion on that uh, open letter from Don Giovanni Records addressed uh, to him. Like I said in the interview, I don't really agree with this form of telling somebody who how to run their business. Uh, just think, you know, i go to the liquor store close to my home. I think. Yeah, I have I have a lot of thoughts, but I never go to them and tell them what I think and how they should run their business. So I think it's just um, so. Yeah, I didn't really de- agree with this uh, open letter, and um, it was interesting to hear Toy's opinion, Todd's opinion on that, and kind of really respond to that so I think that was interesting and uh, obviously I played you the screechin' Weasel and that was the song which came out uh, in 2011 um, on Recess Records Uh, it was a title track from um, I would say it's in in an EP, it's a 12 inch so there are 7 songs and the name of the song was "Carnival of Scheud and Freud and that was songs referred to that incident which Ben Weasel had, uh, I believe it was in Austin, Texas. Alright, let's move on, let's move on to the final part of my conversation with Toys That Kill, and in this part we discuss a couple of um, interesting early uh, FYP and early Recess Records releases, and a couple of stories from the past. Let's check it out, this is the final and fourth uh, part of my conversation with Toys That Kill. Let's talk a little bit about a few early releases. I know that there is a connection between the FYP first release Extra Credit 7-inch and 7 Seconds Skins brazen and Guts 7-inch. Could you please tell
4: that story? Um, well, I worshipped 7 Seconds, and especially that... There was like three 7-inches that they have. They just, they just got re-released recently, and I was actually pissed off because I wanted to do it. But um, there, there's these 7-inch, and they all kind of have the same sound where you could barely hear drums. It's just like this raunchy guitar and vocals... And there is bass and drums in there somewhere, but you just like, you know, and that's kind of how I tried to record the 7-inch. I didn't succeed at all, but it's I tried to get, to get it like that, you know? Emulate it. Yeah, just, just... It's like, I can't really hear the beat, but it's fast, I know that. <laughs> so. There's another connection
1: between the extra credit 7-inch and the very famous actor. Could you please share this story? Actor?
4: Hmm. Cover art? Oh. oh, 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 Spike Jones um, took the picture for that. Like, and how was,
1: how do you know him? How did this all he happen? He used to
4: come over and take pictures on, because I had a ramp at the time, and we both lived in Torrance, and he he took pictures for this magazine called um, Club Homeboy, and it was like a BMX magazine, and for some reason they wanted to have a skater an, an issue, and he came and took pictures of me, and then we just became friends, and we hung out and skated, and he took pictures, mm-hmm. and... And used it for the Yeah for the extra credit. It's like, well if you're gonna take skating pictures, you could take punk rock pictures too. He's like, Yeah,
1: I can.
3: So-
4: <laughs> <laughs> he um I did the skate video one time where I filmed and edited it and he actually helped me with it. So I started his whole directing career. Ooh. Yeah. i mean, you can't tell like I'm kind of joking, but <laughs> I'd say humble. I'm, I'm, so totally, you know, I'm totally, totally joking. joking. <laughs> <laughs> you together? can't see somebody oh. grinning like on my podcast. So imagine, an, <laughs> imagine that. a stupid grin after I said that.
1: <laughs> when you started playing music, you didn't really like. Uh, you thought playing music life was lame. But then, as soon as it started, you liked it. And the FYP became one of the most hardworking bands of that time. You were constantly on tour. Could you please tell the story how you played at a laundromat?
4: Oh, in Olympia. Yeah, um, we went up to, we d- we set up this, the first tour, the first FYP tour was, um, just one show, and somehow we ended up, and it was in Olympia, Washington, so it was, it's far, it's almost, you know, coming up here for one show, and y'all laugh, and y'all giggle, <laughs> but look you doing now. But somehow on that tour we ended up with probably about, I know. thank you, probably about eight, Shows just from just hap- just happen worry, to man. walk into some place and somebody says Will you guys play like um or just going to a show to watch it and like on the way back we we uh, we were in Oregon and we we heard there was a show going on and we get there and Scott from Neurosis is booking it and we're like Oh my God it's Scott from Neurosis and and he's just like he's, he's like what are you guys doing we're, like, we're just traveling back we played some shows and he's like we want to play this one too we ended up playing that. like it was just happening over and we ended up playing like eight shows so one of them was the after the show that we actually went to Olympia to, to play it was during the afternoon and somebody said hey you guys want to play the laundromat and it was just so funny we're like of course yeah like, we gotta try that and we didn't think we didn't think it was actually gonna go like happen but they they set us up at a laundromat and we ended up Playing it and it was really fun. It was very memorable, like it was awesome. Was, there was first tour? First FYP. What was the
5: it gone? wasn't even a tour, it was like a one show on the left. Yeah,
4: again. yeah, one show on the right. What was the show <laughs> The,
0: student the
4: I forgot who was playing. Yeah, for sure. Man. Oh, I think shit. the Vanigan, yeah. And somebody was actually in the dryer, like, while we were playing like Going over and over. Enjoying the music like that? Yeah, like somebody somebody pressed it on and you saw him do it and like what the oh. And Calvin Johnson from K Records was moshing in a Whoa. laundromat. Yeah. Slam pinning. Yeah. Slam dancing. Yeah yeah, yeah, slam dancing. Was that called somebody thought that was like I didn't know at the time, but somebody a local said, I couldn't
0: believe I saw I saw that right now. And, I'm like, yeah. and he just released the seven inch or was going to at the time or
4: he did after he asked us after that trip I'm impressed by your performance in the Man. yeah they're like I, I fluff and folded at the same time and uh, <laughs> uh <laughs>
1: and I'm kickboshed and in um, 1994 Split between Propaganda and I Spy came out on recess records if you don't get in trouble could you please share the story about the split record and your dog
4: oh the dog the dog shitting on yeah um Chris from, Chris Hanna from Propagandi used to come and just hang out and we'd go play air hockey and, I mean, the way my memory serves it, I feel like it was just, he would just come down because he wanted a vacation and, and that was coming out at the same time and I was like, okay, we'll we'll put together records, we'll put the covers in and, and put them in the bags and then go play some air hockey at the mall and come back and finish them up and we, we did about 4,000 of them. We get back. We had them in nice little stacked piles, and we we come back, open up the garage, and they're just spread because they were in plastic sleeves. They were spread everywhere, the whole garage, and there was just diarrhea everywhere on top of them. And whose dog was it? Oh, my sister's. Oh shit. <laughs> like, I was pissed off, and so
5: that was '94. Earlier, right? Early
4: '94. That was about '94. He knows his facts, better than you, man.
5: Fuck, man. I thought I just figured that came out like, 92 or 93. You, you came to a gunfight
4: with a butter knife. For <laughs> <laughs> this thing. <laughs> oh, Swiss Army. This is it.
1: Thank you so much for the interview. I'm excited to see you tonight. Thank uh, you very much. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Beer. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you.
5: Thank you.
3: privately profitable, the anthem of the upper tier but
2: you're untouchable. Focus a moment, not in approval. Bury our heads back in the bottles of these neo-colonials. A form never since the romance of the nation-state now placed on razor for a new blood power. Concentrate,
3: try again, but now we're confused. What is class war? It's a class war, yes,
2: this is class war. can't believe i got no worries on this kind of shit What a stupid world And it's beautiful Now we've got more principle What a stupid world Born, hired, disposed, we that dead, dropped everybody knows, you can tell By the smile on the CEO Biomental restraints about to go You can bet what you said which are the benefit of unrestricted labor laws kept in
3: place by this price government squad? They are.
1: I shit, right? Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to CITR and this is weekly punk rock radio show Rocket from Russia. That was Propagandy and uh, the version of their song uh, and we thought nation states were a bad idea from a split... Uh, LP, which came out in 1994, a split LP that I spy and the name of this LP was I'd Rather Be Flag Burning and this uh, release came out on Recess Records. So that was my interview with Toys That Kill. I think it ended up being a super interesting and nice conversation extremely, I extremely enjoyed that super, super, super great band and uh, extremely uh, interesting people to talk to. I hope you enjoyed that as well. Alright, almost done here on Rocket from Russia, but before we wrap up things, I'd like to um, tell you a little bit about the upcoming shows, which are happening this weekend in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. A band called Lie, uh, local band Lie, they are playing an album release party. They have a brand new album, which co- is called Consent, and uh, this album came out in the very end of the 2014, and they would playing an album release party at a place called 333. Uh, Lai are playing with uh, their friends, uh, Other Jesus and Needs. And I would like you to play songs for you just to check out. This is uh, three local bands and lies and exciting, relatively new. Uh no, not super new, but like a relatively new band on the whole Vancouver scene. And um, uh, they released an album, and I think it's it's an exciting and interesting band. Uh, I would like to play you a song which is called... Uh, it's a second track on the album, Casual Embrace. And uh, this song, uh, recently CBC uh, released an article on their website where they said the, the article is called Songs You Need to Hear. And there are songs by Lana Del Rey. Party next door, Purity Ring. Uh, I think those are, those are probably extremely popular bands. And along with those, uh, they have the song by Lie and uh, the song Casual Embrace. So even CBC thinks it's a great song. Let's check it out. Lie are playing on Saturday at uh presenting their brand new album. And this is their song Casual Embrace. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello! This is Rocket from Russia on CIT. I don't know three and four. Let's try it again And we heard three songs By three local bands Which are playing This Saturday At 10pm At 333 um, well, That's the name Of the venue uh, The opening track Was by Lie. Uh, that was a song Called Casual Embrace From their brand new Studio album Called Consent And this event Is the album release For Lie's album Consent Right after that We heard another band Which is playing that night Other Jesus They also released A brand new album Called Bachelors of Art And that was a song Called Couch And the last band Was Needs uh, From their Um, EP which came out last year Called Rare Earths and that was a track Called Benny and the Jestream that's the name of the track. All those three bands are playing at 3.33 uh, this Saturday, January 10th, and the show starts at 10 p.m. There's another cool show happening on Saturday. Uh, this show is happening at uh, Funky or Punky Winterbeans Beans on, um, uh, on uh, West Hastings, and uh, there's four local bands are playing. Bishops Green, Car 87, Tubuloids, and Reds. Um, let's I, I think I have a little bit more time, so let's check out uh, tracks by those bands as well, and then... Um, you decide if you'd like to go to uh, the show I think this is how it is Alright, let's let's uh, let's start with Bishops Green One of the top uh, local punk rock bands right now in this city And I would like to play a song called Gross and Net From their um, uh, new studio album which came out last year So let's check it out This is Bishops Green Playing at the Funky Winkerbins on January 10th Which is Saturday <laughs> I'm Hello hello you are listening to radio station CITR and that was the weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia we heard uh, three songs by Three local bands. Yes, this is correct information. And uh, those bands are playing on Saturday at the Funky Winker Beans. Uh, Saturday at uh, January 10th, Bishop's Green, Car 87, Tubuloids, and Reds are playing uh, the show on Saturday. Uh, let's quickly go over the songs which I played for you. The opening track of this block was by Bishop's Green. Uh, that was a song called "Gross and Net" from uh, their new studio album "Pressure," which came out last uh, last year, correct, 2014 it is. Then we heard a surf punk band called the Tubaloids. Uh, they uh, have an EP called This Wave Sucks, and that was a track a tra- called Tosh and Niels Excellent Adventure That's the name of the song And the final track was by Car87 uh, That was a song called Trapped And that was a um, song from their uh, Split 7-inch which is called Mirror Which they released with a band from Edmonton Called Cruvy Rookers Again Car87 And uh, all those three bands plus Reds Are playing on Saturday at the Funker Beans January 10th this is it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the interview, and I hope you enjoyed enjoyed two blocks of local music. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and I'm yeah. I hope you liked it, uh, liked what you heard. If you did so, you can check out the podcast and previous podcasts of this show on citr.ca, on Facebook.com/rocketfromrussia on iTunes and I have a blog rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com where I post all the episodes of this show, a list of upcoming shows in Vancouver Bridge, Columbia, Canada and also the list of all the interviews I've done in the past yes all right, this is it. Um, uh, next week, as I promised, I should have prepared for you. Not I should. I have the interview with Chuck Reagan. Uh, well, he played in the end of, very, very end of December, uh, uh, and at the Baltimore Cabaret, and I uh, got a chance to talk to Chuck. So I will play you that interview uh, next week. Also, looks like uh, there will be a time change for the show. I'm not sure yet, but I uh, start in March. I think uh, rocket from Russia will be coming out on a different morning uh, we haven't found the spot yet uh, we're still deciding within a couple of days and time slots but looks like i have a work uh, commitment so i would have unfortunately i would have to change uh, the time slot uh, for the show hopefully i will be able to keep uh, the current listeners and maybe gain some new listeners uh, who will enjoy the this particular radio show and the music i play on there for your listening pleasure all right this is what's coming up uh have a fantastic weekend. Uh, go check out some local music on Saturday. Have a great, great, great time! And to wrap up the thanks, let's play. Let's hear another song by Toys That Kill. This is a super hit uh, by the band. the The name of the song is "They Tied Up All Our Laces" from their album Shank. That's Toys That Kill. Thank you so much for listening. Have a super time. Bye bye.
2: The dollar dances on our asses. <laughs>